I turned the coupe in at the old standard oil station just outside the village. I didn't need gas. There was still a half-tank registering, so maybe it was too much on my mind. What my father had done in this valley before he hung himself from the antlers of the nine-point buck mounted on the wall over his desk at the village trust, the one bank in Pine Springs. There was macadam now around the rusty red pumps, and the garage had a new coat of white paint with red trim. The same old smells were here, though. Oil and grease and cold, muddy rubber tires— and stale gasoline, and something forever indefinable. So this much hadn't really changed in the eight years I'd been away. The sign I recalled from school days still creaked heavily in the soft valley wind beside the garage. Willie Watts, proprietor. And his father before him. Where was Willie? I sat there waiting, looking down Blue Valley, gripping the wheel as if it were a life belt. The sun was gone. The hills on either side of the valley rose darkly against the sky through the light, steady fall of snow. Pale spirals of smoke lifted lazily into the snowing sky between skeletal, leaf-splotched limbs of trees. I got out of the car and slammed the door hard and stretched. Right with you. Right. A closed, mud-covered blue convertible swept past on the road, sheets of slush fanning out, windshield wipers clapping. Willie came around from the rear of the garage, wiping his hands on a black rag. He hadn't changed at all. Stocky, red-faced, thin black hair blowing in the light breeze, eyes like wet ebony beads in dirty white cotton. What'll it be? Fill her up. I stood there looking at him, and he looked at me. He turned toward the pump, then looked at me again. That's right, Willie. He started to scowl. Al? He said. Al Harper? I nodded, grinning. He just looked at me, and when he spoke, his voice was thick. What are you doing here? Back home, that's all. You mean back for good? I cleared my throat, then shrugged. He made a short sniff through his nose and nodded, still staring at me. Then he went over and opened the car's tank and got the hose and began pumping gas, watching the dial. Much snow lately? I said. Nope. Hasn't really begun. Last week in October doesn't always bring the snow. Still, it could. Used to, sometimes. This could change into something. He wiped his mouth, watching the dial. I opened the door of the coop, brushed snow and drops of water off my shoulders and sleeves, and got my top coat off the back of the seat. How's the family? I said. Fine, fine. Any new additions? How's that? I say, have you any children? You didn't have any when I was here last. Three. Good for you. How's it feel to be a father? He screwed the cap on the tank, good and hard, flipped the cover shut, hung up the hose. Then he turned to me.
Check under the hood? Yeah. He did that. You could use a quart of oil. I nodded, and he went and got it, and returned, and kept his head under the hood beside the warmth of the engine, breath steaming. Thought maybe I'd have a look at the house, maybe stay there, I said. He made a sound in his throat. I suppose it's still standing. Yep. He was a beaut. The hell with him. Only I did not want to say to hell with him. What Narain had said about my home country touched my mind.